Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 169. Our reading for today is coming from 1 Kings chapter 19, Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 23, Psalm chapter 136, and Proverbs chapter 17, verses 14 and 15. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. 1 Kings chapter 19. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So may the gods do to me and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid, and he arose and ran for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he asked that he might die, saying, It is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. And he lay down and slept under a broom tree. And behold, an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was at his head a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. And he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. And he arose and ate and drank, and went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the mount of God. There he came to a cave and lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword, and I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword, and I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you arrive, you shall anoint Haziel to be king over Syria, and Jehu the son of Nimshi you shall anoint to be king over Israel." And Elisha, the son of Shaphat of Abel-Meholah, you shall anoint to be prophet in your place. And the one who escapes from the sword of Haziel shall Jehu put to death. And the one who escapes from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha put to death. Yet I will leave seven thousand in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen in front of him, and he was with the twelfth. Elijah passed by him and cast his cloak upon him. 
And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, Go back again, for what have I done to you? And he returned from following him and took the yoke of oxen and sacrificed them and boiled their flesh with the yokes of the oxen and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he arose and went after Elijah and assisted him. Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 23. About that time, Herod the king laid violent hands on some who belonged to the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. This was during the days of unleavened bread. And when he had seized him, he put him in prison, delivering him over to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending after the Passover to bring him out to the people. So Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. Now when Herod was about to bring him out, on that very night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries before the door were guarding the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, Dress yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and followed him. He did not know that what was being done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they had passed the first and the second guard, they came to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them of its own accord, and they went out and went along one street, and immediately the angel left him. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I am sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. When he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. And when he knocked at the door of the gateway, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer. Recognizing Peter's voice, in her joy she did not open the gate, but ran in and reported that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, You are out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so, and they kept saying, It is his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they opened, they saw him and were amazed. But motioning to them with his hand to be silent, he described to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, Tell these things to James and to the brothers. Then he departed and went to another place. Now when day came, there was no little disturbance among the soldiers over what had become of Peter. And after Herod searched for him and did not find him, he examined the sentries and ordered that they should be put to death. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and spent time there. Now Herod was angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, and they came to him with one accord, and having persuaded Blastus, the king's chamberlain, they asked for peace because their country depended on the king's country for food. On an appointed day, Herod put on his royal robes, took his seat upon the throne, and delivered an oration to them. And the people were shouting, The voice of a God and not of a man! Immediately an angel of the Lord struck him down, because he did not give God the glory, and he was eaten by worms and breathed his last. Psalm chapter 136 Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, 
for His steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for His steadfast love endures forever. To Him who alone does great wonders, for His steadfast love endures forever. To Him who by understanding made the heavens, for His steadfast love endures forever. To Him who spread out the earth above the waters, for His steadfast love endures forever. To Him who made the great lights, for His steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day, for His steadfast love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule over the night, for His steadfast love endures forever. To Him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, for His steadfast love endures forever, and brought Israel out from among them, for His steadfast love endures forever. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm, for His steadfast love endures forever. To Him who divided the Red Sea in two, for His steadfast love endures forever, and made Israel pass through the midst of it, for His steadfast love endures forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for His steadfast love endures forever. To Him who led His people through the wilderness, for His steadfast love endures forever. To Him who struck down great kings, for His steadfast love endures forever, and killed mighty kings, for His steadfast love endures forever. Sion, king of the Amorites, for His steadfast love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan, for His steadfast love endures forever, and gave their land as a heritage, for His steadfast love endures forever, a heritage to Israel His servant, for His steadfast love endures forever. It is He who remembered us in our low estate, for His steadfast love endures forever, and rescued us from our foes, for His steadfast love endures forever. He who gives food to all flesh, for His steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven, for His steadfast love endures forever. Proverbs chapter 17, verses 14 and 15. The beginning of strife is like letting out water, so quit before the quarrel breaks out. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the righteous are both alike an abomination to the Lord. For our devotional today, it'd be easy to go to 1 Kings and talk about Elijah. There's so many things that we can extract from this season of his life and then also kind of what's to come. Jehu, you got Elisha, just so much in there. Then you go to Acts, and our reading there, we still see angelic activity, the powerful prayers of the early church, and then Herod, how he died. He was judged by God. This is New Testament. But today, I want to look in Psalm chapter 136. We have 26 verses here, and every single verse ends with this phrase, for his steadfast love endures forever. It's like, just in case you might forget, just in case you may need to be reminded, he's going to let you know, for his steadfast love endures forever. His love is steadfast. It's steady. It's not going anywhere. And it endures. It lasts. How long? Forever. Those first three verses to me are just so filled with praise. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. And then underneath every one of those powerful proclamations, it says, 
for his steadfast love endures forever. And isn't it amazing how it wasn't long ago we were reading about Sion, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan. And this is remembrance here in Psalms as they're being reminded of what God did on their behalf. Why? For his steadfast love endures forever. And then I just have to reread the last four verses because it's so good. It is he who remembered us in our lowest state. Have you ever been in a lowest state and maybe thought that you were forgotten by God or forgotten by others? Well, guess what? It is he who remembered us in our lowest state. Why? For his steadfast love endures forever. Verse 24, and rescued us from our foes. Sometimes our greatest foes are our own self. And he rescued us from our foes. Why? For his steadfast love endures forever. Verse 25, he who gives food to all flesh, for his steadfast love endures forever. And then verse 26, give thanks to the God of heaven, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And today, our prayer is a declaration to you and about you. We give thanks today to the Lord, for God, you are good and your steadfast love endures forever. I thank you that you are working in our lives. You are the one who remembers us in our lowest state because your steadfast love endures forever. You are the one who rescues us from our foes for your steadfast love endures forever. You are the one who gives food to all flesh. You are our provider. You're the one who sustains us for your steadfast love endures forever. And so today, we choose to give thanks to you, God, the God of heaven, for your steadfast love endures forever. Draw us close to you by the presence of your Holy Spirit and reveal more of your Son to us. We ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. If you're getting something out of the Bible 365 podcast, make sure you share it with your family and with your friends. Please continue to pray for me. I'm praying for you. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you tomorrow with day 170.